Welcome, guys. This is the Stefan Levera podcast. This is episode 63. We are focused on Bitcoin and Austrian economics. Today, we've got a fantastic guest. He has been setting the world alight with some of his fantastic Bitcoin and lightning powered gaming, which, you know, started, well, what we know of, most of us know him for is Satoshi's Place, which was this awesome online um pixel drawing thing where you can pay with satoshis and now he's taking that to the next level with lightning chess and his broader uh business or uh venture which is koala studio so my guest is lightning koala welcome to the show hey guys it's amazing to be here i'm really happy to be here yeah look i think you've been doing some fantastic stuff um it, i thought it would be great to just you know have a chat with you and just get you to share some of your insights on your background into lightning development. Sure. Yeah. Um, I can get started with my background. So my first experience with lightning was actually with uh, zap wallet by Jack Mallers. And so uh, this was probably uh, end of 2016. I think uh, I synced it with testnet. I tried opening some channels and I was playing around with the Eclair Explorer, which was one of the first, um, uh, web explorers for looking at lightning nodes and stuff. Um, and and then eventually back in January 2018, I set up some LND nodes uh, and I just wanted to test the throughput on a single channel between two nodes because I, I was just curious to get a sense of like how far the implementations had gone. And also uh, people were talking about, you know, microtransactions and like low fees and stuff. So I just wanted to see like how many transactions per second I could get. and I really can't remember the number now, but I remember I was really impressed at the time, uh, and and it just thought I just thought like wow like this this looks like it's gonna be able to do some really cool stuff. So I started thinking about like what kind of um, uh, applications could we uh, use to more like to showcase like the the technology, uh, and so I started thinking about things like Street Fighter where maybe you could have like some punches like equating to a payment or, uh, and then one, one which I got really, uh, uh, actually started like building a prototype for was uh, like a make it rain application with Satoshi. So the idea would be to have people uh, sort of like, imagine you'd be like presenting something at a conference and then people would just like connect to you and then you'd be able to like throw them Satoshis on this application. So since we're live nice. streaming, um, I I, I want to show you a little demo of that. So yeah, let's try. go. Let's do it. Sure. So let me just uh, wrestle technology here. Okay. So can you see that? Yeah. Okay. So just for the audio listeners, just um, just talk through what is showing on screen as well. Sure. So right now I'm on a on a page. We can include the link in the the description for the episode. But um, it's essentially just like a black screen with a a white square in the middle and it's kind of like 3d so it's like a platform and sitting in the middle of that uh let's say it's a table uh there's a there's a bitcoin coin and the idea is that you can just uh click the coin eventually it'll be like swipe and then it would just like throw the coin so if i click the coin i don't know if uh, the audio uh, yeah. sound it's i, I spent a lot of that the bitcoin yeah and you could just kind of like make it rain like that but <laughs> <laughs> so I spent a lot of time and effort making the sound effects for that. Uh, 
but that's that's uh, I'll, we'll leave the link and, and for people who can't see it they'll, they'll be able to like check it out so i'll turn it off now um let's see as i close yeah so the idea with that little demo was just to, to kind of uh you know to throw satoshis at people and to show how like quickly it would be done but the issue was that i you know back then i was, I was like oh uh hang on we're gonna have to like open channels with people and there's going to have to be liquidity and so forth. And so I, I very quickly like dropped the idea because I realized it would actually be quite hard to execute it, um, at least uh, at the state of affairs back then. Um, so so I kept at it and I and I eventually came uh, to the idea of building Satoshi's place, which uh, was heavily inspired on Reddit place, which was this um, uh, thing that uh, Reddit did for April Fool's Day, I think, on in 2016, uh, which in its turn was also was also inspired in mil the Million Dollar Homepage, which is a much older uh, project. I wasn't actually aware of the Million Dollar Homepage, um, but Reddit Place was really cool. Like it lasted for about four or five days, and there was all these people like uh, painting pixels on the canvas, but there was no payments involved. It was just like each account could paint uh, one pixel per five minutes, I think. Uh, there's a funny story because uh, the, the engineers kind of spoke about how uh, they were trying to like keep their servers from, from catching fire when this thing went off because it, it was like very, very, um, there was a lot of traffic. And, and so that timer that they uh, had was actually, they were tweaking that to kind of um, uh, sort of uh, um, filter the amount of people that were coming through um interestingly enough so anyway satoshi's place was was inspired on that and the the idea was that i wanted um people who had never used lightning um to have a place where they can go and experience it on an application level so for somebody who had, who had just like downloaded a wallet like a claire or or zap uh they they would have a place to go and like try this thing out um and at the time like there was already places like y'all's and uh maybe like one or two other places but i wanted like the, the like dirt cheap like like bottom like hitting the bottom like of the of the kind right. of price um and of course you can go lower with millisats but i thought satoshi's was probably a good one a good place to start yeah that's fantastic i think it's really cool that it just it, for, for a lot of people seeing is believing so for them being able to have uh, you know on their phone Here's my here's my whatever how many satoshis I've got and I I click these pixels on the on Satoshi's place and then I pay scan it off it goes and it's done and for a lot of people you know I think it's funny because for many of us who have like for people who have been around in Bitcoin for a while sending their first lightning payment is kind of similar there's analogies to sending your first Bitcoin payment there's this that sense of magic around it tell us a little bit about that oh god um, yeah I mean. It, it's it's uh, it makes you feel giddy <laughs> just kind of like uh playing with this thing it, it's it's like sending email back in like the early 90s or late 80s i guess um uh i don't know i don't know like you mean do you mean like in terms of the experience like yeah exactly uh, like because it's just because many of people who are used to bitcoin they sort of know it well before lightning they had you know, there were always these kind of niggling issues with with doing on-chain payments for kind of low value, right? Because it wouldn't yeah. confirm immediately. You might have to, you know, just around some of that difficulty of the transaction may have been broadcast onto the network. 
but mm. it has not yet been confirmed into a block. Whereas with a lightning payment, obviously, we know it is, in a sense, it can be kind of settled back into a block, at, you know, when you need it to. And so yeah. I think there's a certain power to that. So, yeah, the experience is, is uh, more instantly gratifying, I guess, because even though you can sort of, you can detect an on-chain transaction when it's, um, you know, when it gets propagated, but it yeah. hasn't been confirmed yet, you could treat that as sort of like that dopamine release of like, hey, it's working. But with Lightning, it, it feels a little bit more more real. And also the fact that it's like, it's so cheap. Uh, so it really doesn't doesn't hurt as much, I guess, in terms of like, oh, I just spent five cents to do this, to send like a, I don't know, $1 transaction. If you go much lower, it doesn't make sense anymore, right? But back in the day with Bitcoin, that was kind of the same feeling because uh, the the fiat value of, of Bitcoin wasn't so high, right? So I think this is what we're seeing uh, around with the tipping as well. You know, like it's, it's almost like Lightning has brought back this culture of just giving Bitcoin away, giving sats away now. Um, and yeah, it's almost it's poetic. It's quite beautiful to see that coming back. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, I guess why are you, because you're building on Bitcoin and Lightning, right? So yeah. in order to do that, you must be fundamentally bullish on the technology. Tell us why. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> For the audience, uh, like Stefan sent me this question and I, I struggle a lot to prepare for it because I think there's so much to be bullish on it, but uh, it's it's um, it's really hard to me to like pinpoint the exact fundamental, but, I, but I'll try. So I think, let's say like on a monetary level, I, I'm really bullish because of the fact that Bitcoin is following the princi principles of sound money. And uh, I think we've reached a shelling point around the 21 million cap. Uh, and you know, like how, uh, the Yang thing that's going on in the U S now, the Yang uh, gang thing. Yeah. Yeah. The Yang gang, like one of the things he says is the trickle up effect. Uh, I like to say that the, the, the sound money is the real trickle up effect. And like the 21 million cap, uh, is, is that kind of, um, uh, the consensus rule that's, that's going to cause that to happen. And, and so, yeah, I think the impact on society in that respect is going to be tremendous. I won't go into that. There's much better people to talk about that, I, I think. But on a technical level, what makes that possible uh, is the fact that I see the protocol evolving in ways that improve the ability for users to run their own full nodes, as in, you know, uh, don't trust, but verify. Uh, but equally, there's also make amazing progress towards privacy. Uh, and I think these two factors combine and contribute towards uh, the ability to ossify the consensus layer and uh, which eventually allows us to start building on top of it. Because, you know, it, as a, I mean, speaking from a personal uh, experience as an engineer, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to build on a foundation that is, is not stable, right? You don't want to build on a protocol that's not going to be around for the next 10 or 20 years, right? So um, I think that's, that's really bullish. And um, yeah, and so we're seeing that with like second layer protocols like Lightning and Liquid. Um, and overall, you know, this, the, the way the protocol stack is evolving is following the principles of the Unix philosophy, which is all about minimalist modular software. So, um, you know, those two things combined, they're kind of like complement each other, but because of the, the, the incentives, but, 
um, essentially that that was my attempt to answer this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I think I think there's I think there's a lot you're getting at there, and you can, we can sort of pull some of these apart and see in practice how that's happening, right? So a couple examples uh, that might have come up in some of my recent episodes as well is like we're starting to see different sort of technology stacks evolving within Bitcoin, right? So you can kind of have Bitcoin Core, LND, and then set up Zap and Jewel, and that's kind of one pathway. Or you can kind of have Bitcoin Core and then Sea Lightning, and then Spark Wallet. And, you know, you can set up different, there's different kinds of stacks and all these kinds of different pieces of software can kind of all connect to each other and be used in this kind of way that creates an overall really amazing outcome. Yeah, and, and that's how the internet is, is built. So it makes sense to, to, to mimic that, um, that process in, in Bitcoin. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so look, let's talk a little bit about Satoshi's place. So I mean, you mentioned a little bit around the background of it. But how about, you know, some of the hardware and the software setup, and maybe any challenges that you faced in creating Satoshi's place? Sure. So my background um, is as an electronic engineer. Um, I, I used to be a hardware designer, like, uh, over 10 years ago. Uh, but since then, I've, I've focused mostly on just software. Uh, but you know, single board computers, Raspberry Pis, those are things that I, I like to tinker with and I like to play around with. So back then when, when I was starting to build Satoshi's Place, I made it uh, like my own objective to say, okay, I want to build this, I want to run the the Lightning uh, part, um, Daemon, on, uh, on my own node at home. Like, I just want, I want to try and do that. So with Satoshi's Place, um, I, I use C Lightning because at the time, um, LND hadn't yet um, ha uh, uh, implemented support for Bitcoin Core. Um, I think it was only using BTCD shortly after they added support. But um, that, that was my decision back then. Uh, and then in terms of the, uh, the single board computer, like I, I felt like the Raspberry Pi was probably going to be um, uh, uh, not weak, but like... Uh, A little underpowered, yeah. Yeah, a little underpowered, and I just shopped around for some options. And um, uh, one of the, the the options was Odroid. They have a um, single board computer with two gigs RAM, uh, and it, yeah, it seemed like a better better choice. Actually, the Rock sixty four is also a really good choice, which I believe you have not all. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So um, so yeah, that that was the hardware part. Uh, you know, then I had to like get a fixed IP and and like set it up at home and, and there's like all the things involved with doing that and um, uh, yeah and then but the application itself is in the clouds right so even though the node is is uh, is my own I'm running in my in my own uh, network uh, the application is sort of deployed in the cloud um, because that's just the way I, I build software and I'm used to doing it and uh, I'm glad I did because <laughs> the like in the peak of like the traffic that was happening in Satoshi's place, there was uh, over ten thousand people visiting the site, and there's a lot of people hitting the backend server. Um, and so uh, I built it so it was kind of like load balanced on like um, multiple containers that could just be like added um, on demand. Um, so yeah, but the actual payment processing was being done at home, which um, it, yeah, that, that's basically the, yeah. the stack. Okay. 
So if I could summarize that, then it's kind of like you were kind of making it in line with that Bitcoiner ethos, which we talk about, which is you should run, you know, ideally you run uh, the software in such a way where you hold the keys and you are validating fully, right? So that's kind of the self-sovereign, fully validating component. But then what you were doing is setting up such that it the software was running on the cloud or running on a cloud, you know, um, like VPS servers. Um but then the payments that were coming through were still coming through to your own node. So that's kind of really in line with the ethos. And I yeah. think that was that the thing with Satoshi's place is it's just, it was really cool because it perhaps that was what helped prove out that there, there's some, there can be some kind of demand for this in the years to come. So what, what was it about this that made you believe, okay, there's a future opportunity here? Um enlightening uh i mean so adam back uh adam back's like hashcash thing with like um trying to solve the issue of like email spam and um and i think to me like lightning represents a form of of um using bitcoin that that can potentially solve that problem um so so i this this is part of like why I was I was built why I built Satoshi's place is I just wanted to see like is this this concept of like using microtransactions feasible right and and so uh, yeah I'm I'm just I think that um, that's that's the really interesting application of it there's there's a lot of things related to like whether or not we actually want to use microtransactions in certain applications like you wouldn't really want to pay uh for each second of netflix that you watch maybe people tend to prefer like subscription services uh in those cases but certainly in and and maybe maybe you know that's not always going to be the case like i, I think that um sort of consumer patterns and like the way people uh people's preferences change over time so i i wouldn't say like that's going to be like always the case maybe you know in some future where people are like half man, half robots. Maybe we have enough <laughs> processing capacity to, to do those kind of things. I don't know. <laughs> but certainly in a machine to machine uh, payments world, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? So, um, you know, I'm thinking like with the work uh, ShirtBits is doing where they're trying to like use Lightning to, to monetize APIs and so forth. I think like the granularity that, that um, a payment network such as Lightning provides for machine to machine payments uh, makes a lot of sense because for a machine to like process a micropayment or do the accounting for micropayments isn't as mentally taxing for a human right so uh, now you suddenly have this ability to do like high resolution payments um, so that's one element of it uh, the other going back to the to the hash cash thing the uh, like the spam thing is like well um, you know, uh, the hash cash thing was trying to solve it with proof of work, but now we have a digitally native money and we have the ability to do micropayments and at really high velocity. I mean, I, I joke about like Keynesian econo uh, economists saying like, uh, talking about velocity of money. It's like, they haven't seen velocity of money yet. Like, <laughs> All right. Like real velocity of money with lightning. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a very um, monetarist and Keynesian idea. Yeah, of these kind right. of velocity of money ideas. Although the Austrians right. have very strong critiques against that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go on. They haven't seen actual money velocity yet. They're about to see it with lightning. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's a 
half joke, half truth. Um, so, so that's the other aspect of it. It's, it's the fact that, um, uh, you know, to combat spam. And I don't know if, if this is going to materialize, but you know, this, this whole thing of like, um, the noise in social media and, and like, um, you know, on Facebook, like fake news and so forth. Like, um, I, I really do think that there is, there might be something there where um, there is a way for us to attribute value to to our online interactions, and then we can use that as an added filter of noise. Because right now, like you know, you can use reputation um, and uh, and and other things, but if we could add value as a as a category, not a category, but as a filter option, yeah, uh, it could complement some of these other ones. Uh, I don't know. I think there's something there. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's a fantastic idea because right now, even look at something like Twitter, right? There's all these bot accounts. But imagine if Twitter set it up such that for every bot, you had to pay whatever, a thousand Satoshis, whatever, whatever that limit is, enough to make it costly for these bot farm people to set up, you know, to spin up 10,000 Twitter bots, but not so expensive that it prices out real people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, man, I, I have this problem all the time with the Satoshi's Place Telegram. I mean, it's a bit of a, of a zombie uh, group anyway. I don't necessarily actively promote people to, to go on it. But uh, now and uh, pretty much weekly, like some bots will jump on the, on the chat, and, you know, like spam the chat with like tokens and like, uh, I don't know, random shit. And it's like... I, you know that that's a, an automated bot that's doing something that's virtually costless, uh, but it's costing me my time and my effort to like get rid of that. You know, in the like thirty seconds that it takes me to delete and ban and report the spam on each one of those those things, like that, it didn't cost as much in, in for the bot, right? So yeah, I think there's a there might be something there. I don't know. Uh, and time is the most valuable thing we have, right? So, um, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Nice. Um, so, look, let's now go into your thoughts on Lightning Gaming and Koala Studio. So, maybe just give us a bit of the context around around that. Right. So, uh, with Koala Studio, uh, so with Lightning Gaming, the the kind of the story is um, after Satoshi's place. Uh, validated this idea, this crazy idea that I had in my head, I went back to to sort of the gaming thing. Because originally, uh, I mentioned Street Fighter earlier in, in our chat. Uh, and, you know, this idea of like player-to-player interactions. Um, and, and I wanted to go back to that. Um, and so uh, no matter what, like I, I decided, like, I, I want to focus on Lightning. Like there's something really big here. I'm really interested in, in, in building on this stuff. So uh, I quit my job back then and I decided to just like focus my thought um, uh, entirely on this. And around about that time, uh, Chinko Lab invited me to come to the uh, to be a mentor at um, the Lightning Residency and that they hosted last year in October. And um, I had to do three talks. So I decided to do two talks about Satoshi's Place, the history and, and the tech stack around it um, and the experience. But then the, my third talk was uh, what I called Lightning Network Powered Games. So uh, for that talk, 
I, I kind of delved into exploring about, um, ways that the existing uh, gaming industry uses money um, and try and like figure out uh, where um, Lightning and Bitcoin um, can provide, uh, you know, the 10x uh, improvements. Um, and and in particular with peer uh, with player to player interactions, like I wanted this this whole thing where you could um, either wager wager a bet or um, you know pay the other player for some kind of interaction in the game. Um, and and at the um, at the residency, there's an interesting story. Like I, I spoke to Jack Mollis. He was also one of the mentors there, um, and he told me. Oh yeah, man! I'm I'm gonna go play a game of chess in the parks after this, and I was like, "You're gonna do what?" <laughs> and and then he explained to me that he, you know he's an avid chess player, and um, back in Chicago, he he usually goes and like meets random people in in parks, and then he plays them. And actually, this is interesting because I I grew up in in China, and um, I remember like seeing uh elderly people playing chinese chess in in the parks and like just gathering around and i was like huh that's that's a that's a that's a real thing and um and and then he said well i've always wanted a chess game where i could pay the other player to undo a move or extend the timer uh or even just wager a bet and and i was like aha because I, I was looking for the you know building games isn't easy uh, there's a lot of work into into building games, and and I was looking for like uh, the that game proof of concept that I, that was like feasible for me. I'm not a game developer, uh, so it was just like I wanted like a feasible proof of work concept that I could uh, build these interactions in, and then that was it. Like so, when I came back from from the residency, um, I I I decided okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Uh, and that's where I, I got in contact with Andre, who was one of the residents at the at the event. And uh, yeah, I just said, "Hey, man, like, I'm gonna do this. Do you want to help me out?" Um, and he said yes. Um, and then he was he was like also busy with with uh, his work, so he had to moonlight. But um, essentially, like in three months, we managed to build Qual Studio and Lightning Chess. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And so tell us about your experience so far in terms of um, user setup and, uh, you know, kind of getting people to, you know, get into it and use it. Yeah. So um, let's see, maybe, maybe I should explain a little bit about what, what Qual Studio and, and Lightning Chess is because people might not know. So, sure. so the idea is that, um, uh, you know, Lightning Chess is this game where you can go in and you can wager against your opponent. But then you can also pay him to undo a move, and you can pay him to undo uh, to extend timers, right? Uh, now the problem in this situation is that if um, if we're doing these lightning, and, and this is all microtransactions, right? So you can pay him like one satoshi to undo a move. Um, and the the problem here is that if you're going to do it with with lightning channels, uh, you know, there's the whole setup problem. Uh, the onboarding is just a nightmare. I mean, expecting a mainstream user to like understand this stuff. To understand Bitcoin is hard. To understand Lightning is like next level, like uh, unrealistic. So, uh, but but regardless, you still have the issue of like liquidity, right? But the the inbound liquidity. So, um, uh, and and then and so the 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 reasoning was that you know in 
in real life and even in like online gaming, we always trust like this kind of uh, authoritative uh, server that that is the uh, arbitrator of the game, right? It, it's um, it, he will dictate the the outcome of the game, um, and so in lightning chess, uh, you know, you trust the our game like us to dictate whether or not you win uh, or lose, and and so. If you set up a wager, for example, like I mean, that's it. You just have to kind of trust us to, to yeah. dictate the outcome. And most account. people are fine with that. Yeah, it's it's the Oracle problem, right? And there's the incentive for us because we're providing that service. But anyway, um, but you know, along with all these liquidity problems and so forth, uh, we said, okay, well, it's really like unfeasible to to expect people to to be setting up channels and so forth. So we decided to set up. Uh, you know, uh, inbuilt uh, a custodial accounts in Koala Studio Lightning Chess. So the idea is that you come in um, with one click, you it sets up an account for you. There's no email, there's no KYC, no anything. And you can just hop in a, a chess game and then you can send somebody a link. And you can just play chess normally if you want. Or if you want to use these interactions, then you deposit into your account. Uh, and then once once you it's like an arcade machine at that point. Like you put some coins in the arcade machine, you play the game, but now the crucial difference is that you can withdraw the money from the arcade machine, um, from Quell Studio in this case. So, so that kind of just abstracts the complexity of setting up your your Lightning nodes and having liquidity and all that stuff. Um, and so, because because you know I I wanted to make more than one game, the idea was to architect the system in a way that I could just plug in multiple games, um, and so the the challenges in onboarding and stuff. I mean, obviously, if it's people that are already in Lightning, uh, it's it's generally fine. Like we we haven't had any liquidity complaints or anything. Um, uh, that that's been fine. But I've had actually a lot of people who like came into it um, because of the game. Because so my thesis is like um, you bring in people. For the game, and then they go down the rabbit hole because of the Satoshi's. Yeah, right. And it's similar to Satoshi's place. Like people were using it, were, were like being exposed to Lightning for the first time because they saw this crazy like toilet graffiti website, and they wanted to participate in it. And then they realized, okay, like if I want to use it, I have to to you know figure out the Satoshi's thing. Uh, and so uh, the idea with Lightning Chess is the same thing. Like you can just go ahead and play with it. If you want to use the monetized features, then you need to figure out the Satoshi's thing, um, and that's the onboarding challenge that that we have to to, to solve, right? And so um, we created this thing like with vouchers, so we can just give people Satoshi's, um, and it, it was pretty cool. Like I actually printed a couple of cards. Damn it, I don't have one here. But yeah, uh, we printed a couple of cards and uh, dished them out at events, sent them. We can even just send the code to people. And this would just credit them with some Satoshis in their account, and then they could just start using this stuff. And some people um, actually were like, OK, but how do I withdraw it? right?" And so now yeah. this is the rabbit hole part. It's like, OK, well, now we need to get you to download a wallet. We need to get you to buy uh, um, a Casa node. We need to, uh, you know, whatever the spectrum of, of uh, trustlessness that you want, we need to figure something out there. And, and that's, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that 
we've solved that problem, but it's definitely like um, uh, something that that's really interesting, and we need to figure that out. Um, in terms of onboarding, like it's the same thing, except that um, you know you can actually uh, get started if somebody just like sends you some satoshis on this account, right? So, so technically speaking, you're in a custodial account, but um, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, I don't. I don't think you guys should um, try to make everything fully non-custodial. Obviously, like it's an online site. Most people, in my view, they're comfortable with like it's not like they're putting their life savings on, right? They're, they're yeah. putting a certain amount on the site just it's... purely because they want to use it for the game, right? And that's just like in-game bucks in other, you know, in other yeah. online games and stuff. Um, but I think more to the Bitcoin and Lightning components of it what we probably need to see is for some of these newer technologies coming down the line, like we are still so early, right? Once, because right now it's single funded channels. Once we have dual funded channels that will help, you know, incoming liquidity. And once we have things like AMP and splicing, these, all these things will come in. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's some really interesting uh, cryptographic schemes that we can do to like remove the, the ability for like the intermediary to even like, take the funds away. Uh, so I'm like super bullish on, on just this general like uh, structure. Uh, it's just that right now that's the reality. It's still early uh, and we needed a solution to, to, to solve that problem, right? It's, it's essentially the fact that like you and I uh, can enter a wager into a game. And the problem is that if you win, uh, there might be the case where the payment cannot resolve to you. Right. And so we need that kind of like interim pot that can hold it. Uh, so you just don't, you know, you don't lose it. And then you can just keep retrying the, the claim uh, thing. Um, but yeah, the way, the way I see it is like there's uh, a certain percentage of like failure rates. There's a certain failure rate in like payments right now in Lightning. And uh, whatever that amount is, what, what we're, we're going to see over time is just that amount's going to go down, 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 down up until a point where it's like, you know, less than a percent uh, or maybe already is, I don't know. But it's it's so small that it just, it doesn't impact the, the user experience negatively anymore. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I suppose part of that then is kind of the, how do you take that user on the education journey, right? So yeah. maybe, I don't know, in the future, you might even do some kind of setup where they can put fiat money into the site and kind of buy their first Satoshis that way and then take some out once they yeah. like get a lightning wallet and so on. Um, these yeah. are all kind of ideas that people can use. Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty with it um, is that it's kind of like an interoperable protocol, right? So technically speaking, like, we don't actually need to implement the fiat part ourselves. Like it, we can actually just use a third party provider. And as long as there's like an API that we can integrate with, then that's it. That was, that was kind of the idea with Satoshi's place as well. So I actually published the API documentation for how to like paint it programmatically. Some people actually figured it out before uh, I published the thing. <laughs> was one of them and they put like they painted the whole board with uh, the fbi seizure notice for silk road it was hilarious <laughs> um, but the idea was that um you know i had people asking me oh can you implement a feature to um you know make it so you can lock pixels for a certain amount of satoshis or or something like that and i was saying look all you need to do is write a bot that will persist your pixels right and then you give it yeah. a bit and then it will like protect your pixels. In fact, 
uh, with this API, uh, and, and sorry, like the, the other thing is, for example, uploading an image. Like, yeah, I didn't uh, implement that feature in, in, in Satoshi's place because I wanted to say, hey, guys, like you can make a third-party website that, that offers that feature for a service, right? So you can create a website that allows you to upload a picture to Satoshi's place in a nice UI. And then you basically, you get a payment request from Satoshi's place, and then you generate your own with a surcharge of whatever your service fee is. And then you just daisy chain the payments, right? And so I wanted to kind of see that ecosystem of um, third-party applications being built, like sort of mm. layer two applications on Bitcoin, uh, oh, sorry, on, on Satoshi's place. Uh, we didn't really see it come to fruition, unfortunately, but um, but that's the idea behind what you're saying. Like, if there's a fiat conversion or something like that, uh, because we're kind of like on this interoperable protocol, then technically speaking, like, you know, if you if you feel like if you think that you can implement something like that, then go ahead and then oh by the way, make an API for it, and now suddenly everybody else can plug into that system. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that that kind of goes more broadly with Bitcoin and Lightning gaming as well. So I think this idea of one unit of account and very interoperable uh, across different services. So let's say you've got different gaming sites and they're all using Bitcoin Lightning. Well, now it's kind of easy to kind of take out from one site, put into another. It just kind of all flows more nicely. So talk a little bit about that and kind of the broader sense of where you see that going. Um, well, I think the, the, as, as the ecosystem grows, eventually we, we start kind of getting a circular economy going, right? And the idea is that, um, even on, on Koala Studio in its current, uh, incarnation, like, uh, you know, you have some Satoshis there and okay, well, maybe you can't withdraw it to your own node because you don't have liquidity or whatever. But hey, guess what? Like you can use it to pay for some blockstream stickers or buy a coffee somewhere or something elsewhere, right? It's it's like um, the idea that, uh, and, and that's just like talking about the the satoshis and, and lightning payments. But for the fiat on ramps, it's the same thing. Like eventually, the I think like the 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 uh, what's the, the word? Um, uh, let's say optimistic outcome or like the, the, the best outcome that we can, can get to is, is the point where like, oh, I don't need to like jump back into fiat anymore. And I think we are sort of there in certain patches, like certain people already earn in Bitcoin and then, um, you know, they use services like BitRefill or, or uh, no, uh, what was the name? Um, the one with the Amazon. Oh, uh, Purse.io purse or one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still a way to go. Yeah, definitely. And but I think it's really cool that it's it's it all drives towards that idea of Bitcoin the reserve currency and it, it may even become kind of it may start in certain patches as you say. So it may be that Bitcoin is the reserve currency of the online gaming world. Yeah. Well, with the with the online gaming, the the reason why I'm super excited with it is because uh I I see sort of the 10x innovation in in the peer-to-peer uh, things uh, like with with uh, I, I'm not saying that everything else is isn't worth looking into, but the the merchant adoption thing, you know, like trying to replace um, uh, uh, POS systems and and uh, with just like saying, hey, use Bitcoin or Lightning now. Like 
it's uh, it's very challenging, especially in the West. Uh, not only in the West, like even in in China, where you have like WeChat, it just works everywhere. Uh, it, it's just like it's very hard to compete with that um, user experience because it's actually pretty good already. Um, you know, tap and pay and, and contactless and, and those things. And then you have Gresham's Law, which is another one that bites you, right? It's like uh, the incentive to spend Bitcoin over fiat. Uh, it's quite low, good. yeah. Right. You might, you might as well spend your shitty fiat first uh, and keep your, your uh, scarce Bitcoin, right? And so, so that's why I'm, I'm really focused on like, okay, what is the, what are the applications and, and the use cases that you don't have an alternative? And that's where I see like the, yeah, the kind of the main adoption coming from. And so, for example, for Bitcoin, it's it's like sovereign money, right? And and privacy and um, uh, and and a store of value. I think that's like the the biggest use case. But with Lightning, now we have a different security trade-off that gives you different properties. And and so what are what are the the, the features that those properties are gonna excel at? Yeah, right. And I think it also can be really cool to just see how it sort of evolves out, right? Like, so we might see more and more of a tipping culture into, because right now we have a bit of a tipping culture within Bitcoin and Lightning. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily exist in the broader world and in the broader internet yet, but it, it may come one, because right now most of us are kind of people who are like into this stuff. So we know it now, but imagine, you know, a few years down the line, when some of this technology is a little bit better, and it's easier to set up with a proper sort of wallet that can both send and receive like and is non-custodial. Uh, and then imagine like kids who are like 14 and they're like playing games online and they can quickly send each other Satoshis, you know, or like they want to donate to their favorite streamers online like that. All this is some of the possibilities that I could see coming. Yeah, I mean, the demographic is another huge one. It's like, you know, we're building for the next hundred years and we need to look forward, right? And and so the to me, it's like it's that younger generation that's coming up, where uh, you know iPads are ubiquitous. Like my, I, I watch my nephews, and it's just like they're watching TV with an iPad in their hand, and like you know, it's just so natural for them. And and so I think Andreas talks about this a lot, like how like the the you know the the kids nowadays are gonna like go up to the bank at like sixteen or eighteen years old and say, Hey, I'd like to open a bank. It's like I need to what? And then you're only open until what? <laughs> and that's yeah, to me it's it's uh you know, they're just gonna leapfrog all of that and they're gonna start using uh, uh Bitcoin and Lightning like at an early stage so that by the point they 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 reach adulthood it's just like it doesn't make sense to use anything else. Uh, and with gaming specifically, like it's pretty cool because it's it's like it's a younger demographic that you're aiming for anyway, and so uh, you know they're more likely to adopt new technology. Um, there's actually uh, uh, barriers of entry for them, um, so you know this it just makes a lot of sense to me. Excellent. So let's talk then about what what the opportunity is with Koala Studio. So. Uh, have you got any ideas in terms of what is coming up in terms of games ideas or development ideas for Koala Studio? Yeah, um, I don't know how much of it I can share. Okay, <laughs> sure. We've been like, 
in the last two or three weeks, I've, we've been um, working on our fundraise. Uh, so we were over at, uh, uh, actually flew over to Boston or like uh, MIT Bitcoin uh, Expo. And uh, it's just been consuming a lot of our time. So uh, we, ha we haven't been able to like build out the, the vision that we have. Um, so we have like a, a very uh, well-defined uh, strategy for the next year. Um, and you know, even for the next three or six months, there's like certain things that we want to like build and, and release and like come out with that. And I'd rather like talk about them, like once we're ready to like sure. yeah. ship it, right. Yeah, rather sure. than just, uh, just start talking okay. about promises. But, um, yeah, I mean, our, our aim is to, to, uh, build out this vision of, of, uh, lightning network powered games. And, um, we, we, we don't know if we're going to be building the games ourselves yet, uh, but that's, um, that's not off the books. Um, we're, we're definitely in talks with like a lot of people about these ideas and, um, it's, it's just like, it requires a little bit of not, not lateral, but like just different thinking about what are the possibilities and like, what can you do now that you have this, this technology? It's like, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's like saying, oh, somebody invented um, uh, the combustion engine. Like, what can you do with it now? And you start like figuring yeah. out the use for it, right? Uh, so a lot of like the the mainstream uh, uh, developers and and gaming the people in the gaming community aren't really aware of of, of uh, the possibilities, but also the limitations. Like, yeah. understanding like what what are the technical limitations with the technology, and like what are the the like the paradigm shifts required in like the user experience and so we're very much like looking at at that angle to to kind of like so the the, the main objective is to kind of scale the production of, of games let's say like i i want to see a lot of games and a lot of ideas and a lot of applications in general being built uh on lightning um so so basically focused on that side of things is how can we enable that to happen quicker rather than um, slower. Yeah, sure. And look, turning now to Bitcoin and Lightning more broadly, what are you, what's on your wish list for Lightning uh, updates or technology around that? Uh, I used to have the, the say hash no input hashtag <laughs> for a couple of months last year and I took it off because nobody was like interested. But, um, oh, there's a lot like, uh, uh, Schnorr. Schnorr is like a, the, probably the biggest one that I'm looking forward to. But um, uh, yeah, Sigash No Input L2. Uh, and then on the Lightning front, like AMP, uh, Splicing, uh, uh, Channel Factories. Um, uh, what else? This, oh, uh, availability. Like I think infrastructure wise, there's, there's a lot of work required in. Um, uh, you know, on an enterprise level, you don't want to be relying on a single node. Like, fingers crossed, like Satoshi's places have been pretty stable, but it's like you want to have redundancy, right? You want to have uh, a couple of nodes that you can uh, fall back on in case uh, there's a failure. Um, and, and so there's there's work required on that. There's work required on backups. Um, there's work required on, like, the dashboard and... Um, system administrator tools like mm. uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about LN dash and RTL recently I 
I really like RTL. I, I love the, the 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 work they've done, and I use it for for my LND node. Uh, but it's pretty early. Like it, it, there's like a ton of things that I say, oh, should add this, should add that, and um, and yeah, so improvement there. Uh, services, you know, swap services, uh, liquidity services, like what Lightning Labs released uh, recently. With Loop. Yeah, similar to Bitrefill Tor and what um, Pierre Richard has done um, with his liquidity service as well. Things like that. Um, uh, what else? I'm probably missing like, uh, <laughs> like uh, another 10 things, but yeah. Yeah, but I think that they're probably some of the key ones that we're looking for from a Bitcoin and Lightning, well, more from a Lightning point of view there. Okay, guys, just letting the audio listeners know, this is the point where Lightning Koala and I played a game of Lightning Chess. I've obviously cut that out just because that won't be very exciting for you as audio listeners. If you want to see that part, just go find it on my YouTube channel, SLP63, onto the last section of the audio. Good game, good game. <laughs> 200 taps down. That was a good game. Yeah, so um, look, we'll have to uh, organize a few rematches and, you know, throw out a few, get 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 people, get the listeners playing some lightning chess, so, as we've just demonstrated for them. Um, that's how you do it. Uh, look, I guess, uh, look, just as we wrap up the episode today, uh, Koala, just tell everyone where they can find you and, you know, where they can go for Koala Studio, obviously. Sure. So um, I'm usually on Twitter at Lightning Koala with a zero instead of a, an O in Koala. And um, you can check out Lightning Chess at koalastud.io. That's uh, koala, S-T-U-D, dot I-O. Uh, and then there's Satoshi's Place, satoshis.place for um, the some graffiti fun. Um, that's it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, look, thanks very much for coming on the show. I think you're doing some really cool work to kind of really show and prove out what lightning gaming could look like. And it's a really fascinating time. We're just so early. I think in the next few years, we're going to see some really amazing things come out of this whole ecosystem. So, you know, people who are around now, you're you're definitely early. Um, so I guess just from my end, I'll just say lastly, guys, make sure you um, press like, subscribe, share, all that. Um, and uh, lastly, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Stefan. So that's the episode. Let me know what you guys think. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, give me some thoughts on what you think about the mix in terms of technology, economics, and also obviously mixing in Lightning Network content with Bitcoin. I've got a few episodes coming up this weekend, so keep an eye out for those. And then next week, I'm actually looking to try and record my first monologue episode. And that one will be one where I actually respond to the multi-coiner worldview and offer essentially what I believe is the Bitcoin Austrian view in terms of why the maximalist argument makes more sense. So keep an eye out for that one. Otherwise, make sure you retweet and share the episodes. Thanks very much, guys. See you next time.